Alright guys, welcome to episode 141 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I am Ever Castro. And this week we talk about Barbie. We talk about Talk to Me, The Bear Season 2, Primal, Prehistoric Planet Season 2. Um, we talk about Barbie and Oppenheimer, what their success at the box office means and how it's different than everything we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the narcotic that is training <laughs> camp NFL clips. But first. So what you been up to? What what do we got going on this this past uh, two weeks? Yeah, so um, I have a two movie, two movies, two shows. But I'll start with the big movie of the year, well, the big one of the summer, and eventually I think of the year, and that's uh, Barbie. Mm-hmm. So I went to see Barbie the day after we last talked, um, and so I do want to talk about the business side of everything and the, like the sort of the, the, the cult, the pop culture side of it. But we can talk about that later. Cause I think it's, it's noteworthy as its own thing, but I'll talk about the movie here. And so, um, the movie written, directed, written and directed, well, co-written and directed by, uh, Greta Gerwig and co-written by Noah Baumbach. Um, and the movie's, uh, pretty good. I don't think it's uh, perfect. I don't think it's uh, like amazing, like, you know, blow your socks off, but I think it is very good, especially considering, what it's based on, right? right? It's just like the dolls, and there's like there's not even like a story, like you know, at least with the Transformers, you got well, they came from Cybertron, and they were trying to you know <laughs> right. all this shit. Yeah, so here there's no story. What's the uh, the world building and lore around the Barbie? <laughs> exactly, right? No. George R. R. Martin took years to piece together the Barbie. <laughs> exactly, and I mean, and there's been Barbie movies like those animated ones, like My Horsey, or she like finds a horse, but she's like the ultimate like um, I'm gonna say like professional woman right she's been everything she's done everything and so there's stories in like those mini movies like for kids and stuff but there never has been like an attempt to make a movie movie mm-hmm. and so the story is actually pretty solid i would say you kind of get the gist of it if i say it's the lego movie but with barbie okay, okay. and that it's like that except the last 20 minutes of lego movie you're like oh shit it's kind of like a third of the way through. Okay. You're like, oh, okay. And then you see that, you know, because I'm sure you've seen pictures and stuff. They come to, like, the real world. and Right. And, like, right. And, um, uh, but, yeah, it, it's, it's really funny. There's really great lines. It's got a, it's, it's got, like, a through line about, you know, feminism and, and, patri- and the patriarchy and stuff. And, and it's very sort of surface level stuff. But I think it is very important, especially considering how popular it is, that I think everybody gets sort of a crash course and what it means, and, and sort of how it shapes the world. Right. Um, I do think it's a little overstuffed in the movie, and so I, I, I think it, I think the movie the movie had focused on just that. It made that its like arc for its characters and its hook for everybody. I think it would have been fine, but I think it tries to squeeze in one big thing that I'm like, man, like, and then at the end it tries to do something where it's like. Bam! Isn't that like tear jerkery? And like it is like sort of hit does hit the heartstrings, but it doesn't feel quite earned. Okay. Um, because it does feel a little bit rushed. But 
I mean, it, it's not, it doesn't destroy the movie, right? You, right. you know, it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't feel um, overwhelming. It doesn't feel overstuffed like the fucking Flash. Um, it's light on its feet. It looks great. It's got this great sort of, um, like, sound stagey look. But, you know, it's supposed to be like a plastic playhouse. But it looks real enough that it doesn't look like they're on a sound stage, right? Like, it's like, I don't know. It looks like if you were on a sound stage, but you made it outside, if that makes sense. Okay, sense. yeah. I think I got it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, a really great time. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, do you think you're, you'll go? I know you said you, you would go see it, like, if you had more time. Um, but do you think you'll see it, like, when it comes on uh, streaming? It should be on Max. That's the one that it'll be on. Yeah, probably. I think I would probably watch it once it's on a, a streaming service, whatever that streaming service may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think you and Kaylin would like it. I don't think, like, my sister went to see it with my niece, and so she saw it before me. And then when I saw it, I was like, she, "Oh no!" She said she was like, um, "Oh, I, I don't think Addie liked it, or like she liked it fine. She, you know, she didn't, you know, fuss or anything, but she just kind of was like, oh, okay." Compared to something like the Super Mario movie, right? And I, after I watched it, I texted her and I was like, "Oh, I, I, I totally get it because it is. It's not a kids movie, but it's not. I don't want to say it's like an adult movie, right? Right. So my dad went to see it in theaters with my stepmother and my sister, and my sister mm-hmm. is twelve, mm-hmm. and he he was like she. Thought it was okay, but like he was like, I think you know a lot of it's kind of lost on her at that age. Um, yeah, so that that kind of tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like she, she'll never be bored. I, I don't think any like if you take a child who's like eight or they watch it, they'll never be like, "Wow, that's boring adult crap." They'll they'll just be like, "Oh, it's like a." I'm trying to think, like what's because it's not like it's like all it's not like it's like PG thirteen like. Where they has like raunchy jokes, like it's not like a Will Ferrell movie or like a Ben Stiller movie or right. you know something like Bring It On. It is, I mean, there's like a couple of jokes that maybe teeter on it, but you know the movie never goes full, you know, early two thousands comedy Anchorman type stuff. Right, right. Um, and I mean, well, I was saying, I was like, I was gonna say, I was like, well, maybe it should have, but I'm like, well, judging by the box office, I think it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, that that's Barbie. It's a great time. It's just under two hours. Um. I don't know if I'll see it again in theaters. I I, I had kind of if I think if I were to see one or the other one between this one and Oppenheimer, I definitely would see Oppenheimer. Um. Just because I think there is, like more to dissect there in terms of the structure. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Oppenheimer's edited within an inch of its life. Like, it's like, it, it, it it's like a masterclass in, in, in editing in that there's like a thousand things going on, but they all make sense. And then Barbie, sometimes there'd be some scenes and people would go some places and I'd be like, well, why are they doing that? And it's just kind of like, oh, now we got to go back. And it's like, well, why? <laughs> right? And it's just like... It, well, because of this, and it's like, well, that's kind of a flimsy. Just, well, just because, and I'm like, eh. it, 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 it. Sometimes things would happen that were clearly just a vessel for a certain point or a certain joke, right. and it's like, oh, you're just trying to do that so that you could do that bit, right? Right. Um, but so, like I said, nothing, absolutely, all these nitpicks are nothing that would derail the movie, or that I would that I would be like, well, you know, I was on board until they, you know. You crashed and burned in the third act or anything like that. Right. So, uh, out of five? 
Uh, four. Four. I gave him okay. four. And Oppenheimer, we said, was four and a half, teetering I, on I probably, five. Yeah, probably like four and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so that's Barbie. Uh, you said there was two movies, right? Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. And the other movie is a movie called Talk to Me. And it's a horror movie from Australia. And I just watched it last night. And the premise of the movie is that it's a bunch of teenagers who um, stumble onto this hand that's like, um, it looks like a, like a hand cut about halfway up the forearm that's been sort of encased in ceramic. So it's like, a, it's got like that ceramic sound, you know, when you put something down, like, uh, oh, I got some ceramic stuff here, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, so like that, and it's encased, it's got a bunch of scratchings on it. And apparently, so what you do is that they have these like, um, parties they're kind of the movie early on is sort of a metaphor for for drugs or for addiction where they go to they have these parties and you hold the hand like a handshake and you say talk to me and the moment that happens it's like a medium you see like a dead person in front of you and then you say i let you in or come in and they like possess you but just for like a minute and then they can talk and then when you come to when, when your friends take the hand off then you were like, whoa, that was crazy. But apparently it feels like really good, like euphoric. Okay. And so it's you know, early on, it's like that. You know, the kids do it around the party. Like, whoa, whoa, oh man, oh man, that was trippy. Oh, you know, I'm high or like, you know, right. sort of like a, uh, the movie plays on, um, there's, a, there's a very, very low through line of like a sexual arousal as well throughout the whole movie. Okay. And so you know, well, something happens where one hand gets stuck a little too long and then that's where the movie takes over. Takes over, you know, sort of the, the plot takes off. Okay. Like what happens when somebody's hand, you know, they can't take it off, and then they, they you know, you're like, holy shit, it's been too long, like that. Kind okay. Of um, have you seen any trailers for it, or heard anything about it, or? I have not. Um, my dad mentioned it because mm-hmm. I think he heard something about like maybe the directors of this are like, if this is what I'm thinking of, it's like maybe two brothers that have kind of just self-taught themselves everything. Um, yeah, they're yeah, they're like... um, they're YouTubers, yeah. I think. But I'd never heard of them before until I looked up the movie last night with like YouTubers. I think it's like, it's like some you know it's a YouTube name. Yeah. It's like Rocky Rocky Row or some yeah, you know some exactly. bullshit like that. Um, um, yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, I mean they do a great job. I mean like so so the movie's great. Mm-hmm. And then I'll talk about why it's great. Like, the movie's great. I think it has a lot of great scares. I think a couple weeks ago I mentioned The Boogeyman, where it was just kind of like, ugh, you know, it's like, sort of like, like, like a very good wet fart, <laughs> I guess is how I said it. Which is just like, and you're like, okay, well, like, that was pretty solid, you yeah. know, but like in a good way. I don't know how to explain it. Like, sort of just like a little, like, like a firecracker, right? right? Like, just good enough. Well, this is like a full firework. I think there's like some really great creepy scenes and some really great, like, camera usage. And so, like, well, I don't want to spoil because it it's a pretty good jump scare. But there's a good jump scare early on that consists of like a quick pan, and then there's like this really creepy atmosphere. I saw some people comparing it to like Hereditary, and I don't think it quite reaches those heights, but I think it does get close. Um, I think the main actress does a great job. I meant to do my YouTube review today, or my YouTube, my uh, Instagram review today, and I forgot or I didn't get a chance to. Mm-hmm. But she's really good. I think this is probably her first role. Um, but yeah, I think check it out. I, I think the movie clocks in just under two hours and it was the kind of movie where at the end, I kind of didn't want it to end. I want to be like, what happens next? Let me see more creepy stuff. So <laughs> okay. it, it does. Um, yeah, it is definitely uh, great. I would say probably it's this year's barbarian probably. Okay. Um, I liked it more. I didn't like it quite as much as barbarian, but I liked it more than smile. Okay. Um, 
All right, so here's here's a test because these are. I mean, first of all, it's not a fair comparison. But if someone were to go to the theaters and only see one of mm-hmm. these two movies that you've mentioned, which one do you oh, recommend? Hmm. Wildly different movies, so a hard comparison to make. But I think uh, it depends. I think it depends. I think if you want to be part, I mean, they both. I give. I probably give both of them four. I think it depends on the kind of person that you are. I think if you love more of a thriller, more of a horror, more of like an edge on your seat. Right. You're more of like I come to the to to this to the theater to be like excited, like a, like a movie, like an action mm-hmm. movie or a roller coaster. Then I probably talk to me. But if you want to be part of the just the zeitgeist conversation, I think there's no way you can't see Barbie. I think okay. you to be just like. It's like being around when American Idol was at its peak, right? You, right, you, you right, can't go around right. being like, "Who's Simon Cowell?" You know, because really? then they'll make fun of you. Yeah, he's right? that so, guy that looks like a lizard. Uh. Yeah, right. He's like that guy. He's like, "No, no, you don't watch American Idol, boo, loser." <laughs> right. So, um, but I think they're both pretty good. I think you can't go wrong. I think, I think, unfortunately, it just sucks so much because it finally feels the last, you know, since Mission Impossible, maybe a little bit before. It feels like movies are finally back to normal, mm-hmm. and then this, and then Blue Beetle, which I think should be, I'm hoping is good, but then after that, things get a little rocky, because they've already pushed a bunch of shit, because of the strikes, mm. so it's kind of one of those, like, man, like, just fucking get back, <laughs> and you sons of bitches are moving stuff, man, like, what the fuck, but, but right now, it feels good to have Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, Barbie, Talk to Me, um, Elemental, um, like another one that's yeah all movies that are not just like giant franchise like joyride right they're literally they're anybody who wants to watch a movie of any kind you want a drama you want a comedy you want a comedy for kids you want a comedy for adults you want a comedy for teens you want action there's like everything out right now which is awesome um so i in the, oh another thing about talk to me it's a supernatural movie and i think i mentioned last year when i when i watched smile watched smile that I, i'm not huge on them because I, I'm always like, why doesn't the demon just fucking kill him? Right. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, yeah. like for example, like something like, um, like barbarian, there's nothing supernatural about it. It's just a really fucked up movie. And so you like watch it, but then when something doesn't, you know, when, I, when they, when they run away from the creature, you don't go, Oh my God, it's going to pop out in the mirror in front of them. Right. right. It's, it's a physical thing. Whereas in smile, there's a scene I think I mentioned it on here where it's like the, the, the smile creature's just trying to drive her mad. And it's like, okay. Early on or later in the movie where she's like talking to somebody and then you think it's that person and then the person calls them and it's like, hey, I'm on the way. And then you're like, oh shit, who's she been talking to? And she looks up and it's like the, the person is like smiling at them and it's like the demon. Right. And it's in her house and he like grabs her by the mouth and it like pins her up against the wall and he like slobbers near her and she's like, yeah screaming like the like the picture of um the alien ripley right it's right, like that. right and then it just cuts to the next scene and it's like oh so it's just like it's just like scared her oh <laughs> uh, okay okay <laughs> all right cool i mean that's cool but for me that i mean that's why people loved smile i wasn't so hot on it because that's for me that's like that's like the thing i'm like well, just fucking kill her like what are we what are we dilly-dallying about here right yeah yes i know that's where the scary part comes in but like, just fucking do it. Yeah, like a good man. I'm trying to. Th- All right, so let's let's take a second. I'm trying to think. So like, I feel like, man, I don't know the original well enough. But for example, like something like The Invisible Man bridges the gap. Like it's like, nah, this is like uh, the new one. You know what I mean? With uh, what's her name? K. 
Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Um, and, and it's like, you know, because the Invisible Man, I guess I don't know what the original Invisible Man was. I don't know if it was actually like a supernatural thing. But this one, they're like, no, nah, it's a guy in a suit. And it makes everything work a little smoother. You know what I mean? Like, as opposed right, right. to just like, an actual invisible person that can do whatever they want. Um, right. Yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. It will, or in those, it's like, um, he... They, I think, in, in one with like Kevin Bacon, it's like he take he's like a science exp, exp, like they take a serum or something, right? But then it's like, wait, so why does the serum not last a certain mile? Where a certain amount of time, right? Where with the suit, with the new one, it's like, oh no, he's like you know, he has to put it on and he has to take it off, he has to move quietly, right? right. It's like, right, exactly. That is that that is exactly how it is. Where like if you show me something, I'm much more likely to enjoy something like the Invisible Man rather than. Um, uh, Hollow Man, <laughs> just because it's like you know, I don't know, I. I get it. I just I get I mean, it. Just, the suspension of disbelief gets a little harder. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think this one does a great job that I didn't think about that once. And I think it's the fact that it's like you have to be touching that hand, and it's like, well, people are coming. And people, there are the movie gives good reasons as to why they would keep doing it even after some horrific shit happens. It gives everybody stakes as to like, well, why don't they just fucking throw it away? Like, why would you want to have that in the house? And it's like, no, there's like a uh, there's a certain angle to it that you go, okay, I get it. Right. Um. So yeah, this is probably my favorite horror movie of the year so far. I'm trying to think of any other ones that I've watched that I really like. Like The Boogeyman was kind of ugh. Um, Scream 6 was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at my list real quick. I mean, it, it, Scream. Uh, Missing, that's more of a thriller. Okay. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's kinda, I mean, I'm sure there'll be more later this year, but that's like... There haven't been that that many, especially considering that you know horror movies are usually pretty good about being in theaters a lot. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise. I think I, I put it just below Evil Dead Rise. Oh, so you think Evil Dead Rise is better than this one? Uh, actually, let me let me move this around a little bit because I think as I think I, I think I put these on. I usually put it like in a little notes pad in my phone. Mm-hmm. And then you know this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, let me put it on there. But as I've been thinking about it today, I'm like, God damn, that movie was pretty fucking good. <laughs> But you think so, those are um, one and two at the at the least? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're, I mean, and they're also very different. I think right. Talk to Me is much more what you th- when when you think of a just like a, a horror movie, a supernatural horror movie, it is like that. But it, it keeps it does enough fresh things. It looks it does a couple things just so good that you kind of it doesn't feel cookie cutter. Um, whereas Evil Dead is much more uh, slapsticky, sl- slick, uh, sort of like bubblegum horror, right? Um, than than that. Still horrific, but, you know, much more um, sort of tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. I gotcha. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, Talk To Me and Barbie. Okay. So, uh, this week, um, I... So, last week, I felt... I can't remember. Oh, last episode, I think we talked about Oppenheimer and Mission Impossible. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like... I need to slow. I need to slow my roll. I'm doing too many things, so so, <laughs> so I don't have as much to talk about. Um, but the thing I did um, manage to do was I watched. I finished season one of Primal. Um, that's the uh, boy. I do not know how you pronounce this person's first name. Uh, Gendry, Gendy, Gendy, Gendry, right? Gendy. It's G E N N D Y. Yeah. So whatever that Gendy, Gendy, uh, Tartakovsky's primal. The guy who did Samurai Jack's primal. Uh, <laughs> I uh, mm-hmm. watched that, and 
This is unfortunate. Uh, and I was uh, really, really pleased. Um, episode one is an immediate hook uh, for me. Yeah. Like, it ends with a... Man. All right. So, like, it, it gives you all of the stakes up front. It gives you who these people are, the things that bond them. And it gives you a extremely violent action scene at the end just to like let you know like hey just so you know mm-hmm. like some of the stuff we're talking about you know some of it's going to be deep and about you know what what makes people tick and blah 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 but also you're gonna see a man hurl a spear straight through a dinosaur's chest it's like oh okay cool. <laughs> um and uh really i love the First, uh, sorry, so I love the characterization of the two characters. No, right. uh, we talked about no dialogue at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all through their actions, uh, basically. Um, like I said, episode one, you figure out the things that bond them. Uh, like what they have in common that make this uh, pairing to actually happen. Then episode two is, two is like perfect, and it's perfect that he made that episode two. Because, uh, do you know which one that is? I think it's the River of Snakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, they're trying to like coexist, but like he's trying to hunt and the dinosaur's like, huh? And just like eats whatever the fuck he's going after and he's like he's so fucking mad. Um, right. And it's like, that's perfect to give us early so that way we can, you're not on, you're not on episode six, like how, how do these people coexist? You know what I mean? Like you, they're like, right, let's, right. let's get that out of the way. Yeah, they're not like um, immediate friends. Right. They're not. It's not like uh, oh, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, you know, they are together and they do become like they realize that they have to work together early on. But then as this as the season goes on, they become like partners, pretty much. Yep. Right. It becomes like a like a pretty much like a buddy cop kind of thing. Yeah. It's I, I had this thought uh, in the last episode um, because there is the um, hmm, the new character that shows up in the last episode um and like there's the moment where they're like terrified and spear like touches fang's face and gets him to calm down mm-hmm. and it's like it's weird because realistically like in that moment the thing he does you're like oh it's like a man and his pet but it doesn't feel that way because like you said all throughout the show it has become a like two equals kind of thing like like somehow mm-hmm. despite it being a human and an animal basically um like it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a man and his best friend pet you know what i mean it's like two right. individuals um which is right it feels kind of like um the how to train your dragon like um I've really picked, picked up and, I've uh, never seen it and I've heard nothing but good things about it ever. <laughs> like Oh it, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that first one's great. Well, two and three are they're pretty good. They sort of you kinda of go like, Okay, I get it. Right. Yeah. But that first one's great. But there's a similar relationship in that between the the, the, the dragon and, and the main character where it's like you could see, like you said, like you put your thing on the head on the head, it's like it's a pet, but it's like, no, it's 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 like somewhere in between. It's like a like a Pokemon, right? Like it's like <laughs> right. Their... It's Pikachu following you everywhere, uh, like right. interacting There's... with you all the time, as opposed to just yeah. being one of the Pokemon in your bag. Right. Like one's like one's clearly like a humanoid, like you know, much more sophisticated, uh, civilized, and the other one's clearly like more of an animal. But they're still more equals than you, know, you and a dog. Right. 
Um, so that's I, I just love all of the characterization that's done with those two characters with no dialogue, all through action, blah blah blah. So oh yeah, love. I think I mentioned when I when I watched the when I watched the first two well like the show up up to now is um you know there's some some vistas that just the way it does action like I, I love that. For example, there's a I watched I rewatched a, a scene when I was texting you about it today, and, and it shows these creatures running away from a spear, the the humanoid, the, the Neanderthal. Right. And you see them running, but then you see this angle that's like facing the front them from the front, and they're just kind of like it's like from the chest up, and they're kind of waving their arms, but it looks the background's moving in a way where it looks like they're running like full speed, and just like little things like that, like very it's very stylized in its animation. Like sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes. Uh, spear and fang look gigantic, like just giant, like zords. 100%, yeah. And then sometimes they're like, you know, they look very small, very like... Uh, All right, teats, so I, right? I had this. I had this feeling because I, I had that thought. Because there's that... I, I had the distinct thought, like, I can't remember what episode it is. But I was like... So early on, episode one, you're like, fang's a T-Rex. And then I remember mm. there's an episode where like, fang looks small the whole episode. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. I don't really know a whole lot about dinosaurs. Am I sure it's a T-Rex? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and I Googled it, it's like T-Rex. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I'm not like, it just seems so small. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's playing on that and it's doing it on purpose. Um, but like, so the other thing I love about this show is it, it is, uh, I mean, it's Monster of the Week, right? Right, um, right. But they are all, and... And they are all so different, I'm going to say. Like, like I feel like, I don't feel like I saw the same episode twice, which obviously is right. not. But, yeah. like, I mean, like, each episode felt like a new experience with these characters. Whereas, like, it was right. never just like, um, it wasn't, it wasn't Scooby-Doo, right? I was never like, and here they go trying to kill this thing this week. You know what I mean? It like, it's... Been... Yeah, we would have gotten away for the first and you, you know, talking about Titan dinosaur. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, like, you're right. It is a monster of the week, but each monster does things differently. Each creature is different. And, and it's it, like a pack. And it tells us new like things one. about the two main characters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yes. Um, but, yeah, season one's great. Um, season two is also great. I don't want to... I don't want to... Um, yeah. Uh, we can talk about it later. Let's just talk about it when you watch it because I don't want to give anything away. But I think um, both are equally great. And I think I was texting you today that I'm so excited that they're doing season three because um, I just, not that it left on like a cliffhanger. was like, I need to know where the next story goes. It's more of like, a, I just love being in this world where, you know, sometimes you, you, you in the same way where it's very stylized, you, they'll be walking like in front, you know, you'll, you'll get a close up of them and then they'll be very detailed and then it'll sort of uh, pull back and you'll see a wide angle shot of them or a wide shot of them. And it'll be like this waterfall and like this beautiful vistas, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of was like, damn, I kind of wish I had that like as a print, like as art. Like it just looks amazing. And they look like tiny. They look like little, they purposely draw them out like two little stick figures, right? right? I, I love that the, the show isn't like, well, you know, they always have to look, uh, you know, remember, um, Fang is six hands tall and Spear is four and a half. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. it's like... Just draw it, whatever gets the point across. Especially, like you said, because there's no dialogue. 
if he's angry, show like him, um, you know, his, his brow is like gigantic. It's like the size of his whole head. And, and, or if he's screaming, make his mouth like 90% bigger than it usually is. <laughs> so the, episode one, that's like one of the things. Two, two distinct things that stuck out to me. There's that fucking pterodactyl-esque thing that tries to like reach into the tree. And it like turns his head and screams. And its mouth goes like 180 degrees like open. Like it's like flat, yes. mm-hmm. Like straight up, yeah. straight down. Uh, which is, like, it, it's just cool looking. And then the other thing was in that same exact scene, when he goes to hop in the tree, this was, like, the first thing I was like, oh, this animation's dope. When he goes to hop in the tree, he throws the fish in, and he, like, reaches up to grab the hole to, like, pull himself in. When he reaches mm-hmm. up, his arms are, like, four times longer than his body. Like, but right. it, it's so smooth looking, and it, like, mm-hmm. it, so it's like, like you said, it's not one of those things where they're super... Like trying to make sure everything's anatomically correct and blah blah blah. It's like no, nah, yeah. we're more, we're we're here for the vibes, right? <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before I drone on too long about this, the two things I wanted to say uh, also about uh, season one, I might forget the second thing. The first thing is uh, when you talked about the way they do action. I think a great example of that, and and not necessarily just the way it's drawn, but the way they display it or bring it across is that episode you talked about and i said oh and i like how it transitions into this next episode that Mm -hmm. next episode there is a large action sequence at the end but like it is super tense and super like i'm gonna say actiony for lack of a better word like all throughout like there's nothing happening but it's like you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even just little things. Like, he, he finds the cave, and you're like, oh, thank. And then and you're like, oh, God. And he's like, starts putting rocks down. Like, yes. All right. So we're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right, right. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a great strength of the show, is that they're the main characters. You know, they're not going to die. But they does such a good job of providing these, like, horrific things. You're like, God, how? Oh, my God. They're not going to live. How can they? How could they possibly, right? Um, and that was this. That episode was the uh, the Infinity War, right? Like Spider Man dies in Infinity War, but we all knew. Like, yeah, you exactly. can't get rid of that. That's too much money. So, like, but exactly. it, but it still feels in that moment. You're like, holy shit! Um, mm-hmm. and so it's mm-hmm. that. Um, the other thing, I feel like I was gonna say something about the oh, unrelated to the show necessarily, bro. HBO Max sucks. Or, or sorry, Max sucks. In that, the last episode, it it hit me with like the the like next episode. You know how like the little timer, like to mm-hmm. go to the next episode. Yeah, it yeah. did that well before the episode was over. And I was like, oh, I was like, the spot that it did it. Here's the thing: the spot that it did it mm-hmm. would have been, it could have completely fooled me if it was one second later. Which is that, like, it's a scene, it, and it's almost exactly like the end of the first episode, which is why it could have fooled me. Which is, the end of the first episode is them together with the, like, the, I'm trying to, without spoiling it, do you understand, do you know what I'm saying? He's, uh, they're together, and there's, like, a wave that comes up in the back, and he's posing. I think so. Slight spoiler, you can skip ahead. Yeah. He's on top of the dinosaur, the wave comes, he's got the spear up in the air. And then oh, like, they yeah, both yeah. roar, like as the, it's like the little... Right, right. And they can like, like uh, 
um, slash smash cut to like produced by. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the one when HBO skipped to the next one, he just hopped on the dinosaur again, and he has the new weapon that's not a spear. And he, like, they jump down to this area, and he hits, like, three things. And blood comes up, and when he ends his swing, the the other weapon is up in the air while he's on top of the dinosaur, and it skipped. And I was like, oh. And I was like, I could see. But then I was like, but it, it didn't frame it. So I'm like, that can't be right. So I go back, and there's a whole, like, sequence at the end where he keeps going somewhere. He sees some other things. He does a thing at the end that reminds me of Planet of the Apes. Um, and then I was like, wow, that would have sucked if I had not decided to go back and check. Um, but yeah, so um, anyways, HBO, uh, Max blows. I, I don't know why they did that. Because I feel like I remember you telling me they would do that with Game of Thrones. Like sometimes it'd just be like, bloop, to the next episode. And you'd be like, what the fuck? You'd be like, no, I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. I want to I see the fucking um, in the credits, you know. You yeah. don't have to. So, um, but yeah, anyways. All right, so that's Primal. I... I talked about that a lot but it's the only thing i had going this week so, so i had to. no no it's, it's right yeah, yeah. I, I, especially because i love season one i think season one's great i think season two is a, a little different not quite the it, it, you, you'll see you'll see but i, it's still I can imagine it's based on two. season see the episode the last episode of season one i was like that's a big step that's a big choice like oh mm-hmm. um so yeah i can i can definitely see i'm excited yeah and uh, i think they're the same i think it's the same number of episodes, I think ten. Okay. Oh, also twenty, uh, uh, twenty like twenty-two minutes, twenty-five minutes episode. Oh, yes. perfect. God, mm-hmm. love it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I think I mentioned this when I when I first watched it. Not a fucking fat fat on the boat. Like not not one single wasted second in terms of. Uh, character development or plot or or even if they just want to hang out and they just want to show this world like there's not a moment where you're just like not like wow like right and the music's great and there's just like these all these moments of like just like pure silence that are awesome uh, but yeah we yeah i can't recommend it enough it's, it's fantastic yeah definitely check it out all right so what, what do you got you uh, had two shows correct Yes, two shows. Um, so um, I watched uh, Prehistoric Planet season two. Okay. I think I mentioned the pre- season one last year, um, and it's it's solid. You know, it, it's pretty much they take the idea of Animal Planet or like those nature documentaries where you know, David Attenborough is like the hyena stalks its prey. It's going to not get away this time, right? And then you yeah. see like the animals, and it's like a super far lens, and you see them, and sometimes the camera camera like loses them because they move too fast. Just pretty much do that. Except they do it with like CGI dinosaurs, and they keep like the same sort of camera angles. They keep the same sort of look. Like there's like night vision ones, and they have like you know the dinosaurs' eyes are like the white ones, like when they do like real night vision cameras with lions and shit. Yeah. Um, and it's just you know, it, it, you know, it's it's they just it's 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 um, it, I mean it, it's amazing that they can make them look so real. But the show is just kind of like a nature documentary, so it's not nothing too crazy. Um, once again, this season it's interesting. Well. Two things. One, I think it's interesting that they keep doing the thing that we mentioned last time where they're like, this animal dances to attract its mates. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? Okay, because, we, you know, we, we have bones. How can you tell from bones? Right. Like, you know, can you see, like, calluses on their feet from dancing so much? Like, what, like, what do you, how do you know? And so I don't think, I, I don't remember this being the case in season one, but at the end of season two, they so they go through the whole episode and they do like you know they talk about the dinosaurs and what they did and stuff and then like with like five to 
seven minutes to go, they show like scientists and you're like, well, you know, we used to think that the, the, the pachyderms, you know, those dinosaurs with that have like a dome head that right. looks like a coconut. We weren't sure if they use it for ramming. So for a while there, we thought it was just like bald, but it was super colorful to attract mates. But then we did a test and it turns out that they did used to smash each other with them because we could tell that they had similar cuts. So, so they pretty much go like, we heard you, bitch, asking us <laughs> how we knew all this shit. Here's how we mm, take that. Science, motherfucker. That's how we knew. Science, bitch. Jesse Pinkett. <laughs> you want to know how they dance? Boom. Bones and shit. Dickhead. <laughs> That's how we knew. Um, but it's good. It, it's on Apple TV Plus, and it's, um, I, Sydney didn't watch it with me this time. But it's so you know, it's it's a good, um, it's a nice change of pace in, in between all the shows because I think I, I've been watching a lot of comedies, a lot of dramas. It's a nice like you know uh, palate cleanser. Okay. Um, so that's one. Your next show, and then the other one. Oh, so the next show is. Um, the, I was just. Gonna, I was just gonna say, talk about it all you want, but no spoilers because this is yeah. randomly like I haven't started season one even, but like this is one of the shows. Like right now, this Righteous Gemstones are the two shows where I'm like, I, I do want to watch this. Like I'm gonna get to it soon. It's gonna be my next couple. So, but go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually gotta make sure to mention. Uh, I'm, I'm starting Righteous Gemstones the third season right now. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty great, just like the last two. But, um, the, the other show is The Bear Season 2. So, um, I watched The Bear Season 1 last year, and they had last summer, and they had Season 2 this summer. And I thought it was kind of a quick turnaround, but then I was like, wait, that's how all fucking TV shows used to be. What am I talking about? <laughs> um... But it's it's fantastic. I think it's still great. I think the, the the show takes a little bit of a different angle compared to season one. Just like a little bit. Nothing that, that changes that you go like, wait, that's not realistic. Um, I think this one's a little bit more um, romantic-y. Toward, not, not like in the in the general sense of like, rom- like love romance, but just ro- romantic about the characters and about food. Especially like what, what how food brings people together much more than season one. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it has a lot of like great like close up shots of food being put prepared and put together and stuff, um, which is so basically don't watch it on an empty stomach because they do like oh I'm gonna make <laughs> I'm gonna make you banana pudding and like every single slice of the banana pudding is put they put the the pudding and then they put like the vanilla wafer and then they like use one of those little like like a uh, blowtorch things they, they just go on top of it you right yeah. and it's like that yeah. right so um but it's so fantastic and there's um. All the episodes are like 30 minutes, so they like get in, get out. They do what they need to. Um, it's fantastic. I, 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 and it's definitely, don't don't let them, it's very dense. Dense in that there's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. So just because it's 30 minutes, I know sometimes when people will be like, well, you know, I can be on my phone or I can sort of just like half listen. But this is pretty much a drama in 30 minutes. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't say much without spoiling it. Maybe after you watch seasons one and two, we can have, like, a little, like, quick spoiler discussion for them. But okay. it's great. It's awesome that the second season, I mean, I think season one is a little bit, the, the characters are much more head-buddy. Again, it's pretty much like a, episode two of right. Primal okay. compared to, like, the last few. And I I like that dy- those dynamics a little bit more. But the season two, I think I like better just as a whole. I think it looks great. There's these like extreme close-ups of people's faces and and these like awesome camera tricks and shots and push. And so basically it's people who are like, I want to do everything that Scorsese does with a camera. And I want to do it in this TV show about cooking. Right. Okay. Um, uh, One random thing I learned about this uh, show is that 
Uh, you remember me telling you about Dave, how I was like, that's, that's Taco from Odd Future. Like, that, what are you yeah, doing here? Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize until I saw someone interviewed Lionel, who goes by Elboy in Odd Future, and he's in the show. And I was like, this motherfucker's mm. in the show. Like, like, you guys are just <laughs> all doing shit. And I don't really know, like, just wild. I just, it's one of those things you just, uh. Like, Tyler, the creator's in that, it's, uh, uh, you expect it to be, like, in sync, for lack of a better thing. Like, you expect mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake, a.k.a. Tyler, the creator, to just, like, skyrocket, right? And then all the other right. people just fall off. But then, like, you randomly see the other people and shit, and they're good in it, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I yeah, didn't realize uh, you were yeah, going to be. Right, right. Um, like, Sydney likes the singer Sid. I think she was also in it. And she's, oh, okay. like, in, in videos and acting, acting and stuff. She's like, yeah, he was in this. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> And I think she was the one who knew that uh, Taco was in Dave, and she's like, "He's in. He's. I think he's. I think he's brothers with Sid." And he's like, "That's his brother." And I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah." But um, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I think if you were going to start one of the other ones, I think you should definitely do um, the Bear, just because I think it's. Uh, well, I don't know because then if you, hmm. Because then if you, if you like, I think Gemstones just ended compared to The Bear, which has been over for a while. Okay. Um, but I think you can't go wrong with either one. Okay. I think Righteous Gemstones has maybe 30 episodes, whereas this, whereas this only has 20. Okay. So it's, it's really... Are they both I, half hour? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like... Ish. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, I think you know thirty-five minutes. I think there is one righteous, uh, one bear episode that's like an hour-long one. So like, just keep an yeah. eye on that, especially because I know, you know sometimes people go, "Well, it's thirty minutes. I can squeeze it in before this or that." And it's like, no, like you're gonna be, you know, having to finish it later, yeah. right? Um, but uh, but yeah, that's the bear season two, fantastic. I actually don't know if they're if they have a third season. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, but. I hope so because it's really great. And but like, kind of like Succession, I wouldn't mind it ending after like season like four. Okay. Because certain things, certain things that are problems, certain sources of stress, can you would be like so long before you like, exactly okay. like are you yeah like this person didn't show up again. Come on, <laughs> right. If I wanted this, I'd just watch Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. 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 Um, all right, but um, yeah, those are the two shows. Uh, the two shows that I watched, and I also started John uh, How to with John Wilson. The third season just started, so I'll talk about it when that ends in I think like six weeks. But I just wanted to talk about it because I think it's great. And I also started. Um, I think last year I started, or two years ago maybe, I started a, a YouTube series about the the history of the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned it on here, and I think um, they just released episode one of their new series which is the history of the minnesota vikings okay so i'm very excited um i think it's very cool when it's a it's john boys he does like youtube series i think i think it's very cool to focus on sports teams that are not necessarily the cowboys the yankees like the cowboys the yankees but then also not on the other end like the lions the, the jazz Browns, <laughs> the jazz the clippers right not like the total because i think this is boring they just lose i think it's interesting <laughs> sometimes where you go right in the middle where you have teams like an all-time team like the 98 vikings but that they don't win it or the 20 um 26 no 20, yeah, 2016 falcons right. they get so close and they blow it so i think that there's like real good juice in having 
really good teams. And you go, what the fuck? Because I think the Vikings are like the, the team with the most playoff wins that, to never win a Super Bowl, along with the most the team with the most appearances in the playoffs to never win the Super Oof. Bowl. So I think it's like um, ripe for like you poor bastards kind of stuff. Yeah. I think, but, I um, think before, it, I feel like if uh, the Eagles hadn't won one recently, they might have mm. won one. Mm-hmm. Cause it like you'd have gotten yep, the whole yep. little section with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens and stuff. McNabb, like the guys, yeah, the teams from the seventies with the Kelly Green. Yep, yep, yep. We have one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But yeah, that, I'll talk about those two once uh, the season ends. I just wanted to mention them here because I think both are fantastic, and I think if you're listening to this, you should give, you should like try to like watch along, make them week to week shows. Okay. Um. So I. Prime was the only thing I watched. Uh, the only other thing I really had to talk about was um, Travis Scott dropped a new album, uh, Utopia, and I kind of love it. And my problem that you also mentioned, and I've seen other places, is that I think the reason I love it mm-hmm. is because it's just an old Kanye West album. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Yeezus. Uh, you know, uh, two two yeah. point. Well, I don't want to say two. It's, I want to say like Yeezus one point five. Yeah, right? like it's it's modern Yeezus, but like still basically Yeezus. It's, it's yeah. so it's that Yeezus was ahead of its time, and this is when Yeezus should have naturally come out. And now Travis Scott, right? This is, the, <laughs> this is the time that it was ahead of. Yeah, right. exactly. Especially the first track. Like I listened to the first track, and I was like, "This is just fucking," you know, "Blood on the Leaves," right? Yeah, the, the one that comes right after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. I feel like I heard one that to me sounded like a god the very last track was it fade 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 something like that does that sound mm-hmm. right from wait fade from from the last track on this one or the last track on Yeezus? okay no it's not on F- fade is uh, from life of Pablo, Pablo. Life of okay. Pablo yeah. but all right so that still kind of tracks a little bit I I swear there was one track where it sounded like I could hear fade uh, like just going underneath, like there was other shit. Obviously, it wasn't just that beat, but I felt like I heard it the whole time. And then um, I saw someone else post that like one song kind of just sounds like Black Skinheads, and like even the way he's flowing on it sounds like Black Skinheads. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe that's why I fucking love it. Actually, <laughs> um, it's like an old friend that I've never met before. Um, <laughs> hey, or like it's like watching a movie, and you realize that you there's like a an extended edition, yeah. and you're like, whoa. Like, I remember watching Terminator 2, and it was a great movie. And then there's an extended edition that adds, like, a bunch of scenes that add so much, and you go, like, wait, this has been here the whole time. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> why didn't they add this? That, you know, um, tiny, tiny little sidebar. Have you seen Terminator 2? Have you ever seen no, it? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, well then I won't say it. It's like something that I wanted to talk about that I think the, the extended edition really adds. But that's a great one. But anyway, it's like that. It's like you go, oh, like there's like it's like a like a sequel, like an addition to it, but not quite a like a one to two kind of thing, right? Right. Yeah. So the all right. So there's that. The other thing I was gonna say is that uh, um, the difference between this and Jesus is that. This has more features than anything I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Uh, <laughs> this shit's got features like it's a DJ Khaled album, bro. <laughs> I was going to say it's like a DJ Khaled, yeah. Um, 
I texted you, like, I was listening to it in the morning, and I feel like I might have texted you kind of early, actually, and I was like, I can't believe this man got Beyonce on a song. Like, I don't know why that one was so wild to me. I was just like, I didn't mm-hmm. think she was doing that. <laughs> like, in my head, the only features I can imagine her on are, like, a song with her and Jay-Z, or, like, for whatever reason, like, with Megan Thee Stallion, or Nicki Minaj, or, like, just other female Like, somebody artists. big. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't just, like, that. He, he, she's not even... She's never been on a Drake album. Right. Drake's been on her album, but she's never been like, Drake, let me hit you up with like a, like a hook or something, yeah, right? Yeah, no. So he, she ended up on that, and this, I mean, the song's good. And I was just like, uh, I, and uh, when he released it, when he first released it, I just pulled it up on Spotify now, and all the features are labeled, but when he first released it, the features were not on there um, on yeah. Spotify. And so I heard it, I was like, I swear to God, that's Beyonce, but it cannot be. And like, so I like Googled, I was like, who the fuck is this on this song? And I was like, no, nah, this is Beyonce. I was like, okay. Like, I didn't think you were going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. but and it's like wild features too. Like, of course you get, um, 21 Savage, not, right. not a big leap there. Uh, the weekend Drake. He, he usually, he's been on every, um, Travis Scott album, yeah, Drake, Drake yeah. Playboy Cardi, all that. Fine, I get it. But then you're like, uh, hold on, what was the other one? West Side Gun? I was like, okay. Mm. Uh, didn't see that coming. <laughs> Bad Bunny? I was like, I mean, it slaps, but okay. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, Playboy Cardi. Yeah. I think he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, Future's not a super reach, but it's still kind of weird. Like, I... I just feel like I don't hear Future that much anymore, and yeah. you picked him up. Yeah, I just Kid Cudi. I mean, it's all like, okay. Um, I read an article talking about the album, and they're like, uh, there's so much drama on the features of this album, and it's like Drake is he features Drake, who is taking shots at like Pharrell, who helped produce. This other song, and then it was like, oh, he Pharrell helped produce a song with Kid Cudi, and it's like Kid Cudi has beef with Kanye, and this sounds like a Kanye album. And it's like it's like every single person like has beef with somebody else on the album, right? Um, it's like Travis Scott was just like, I don't care about any of that shit. <laughs> like we're gonna get this music on, yeah, like no matter you know. Hold on, uh, let me see. If I will say I. I need to listen to it more, so I only got a chance to really listen to it twice this weekend. Um, I was on long drives, but I was trying to catch up on some podcasts, so I didn't get a chance to really listen to it. Um, but uh, I mean, for 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 me, I mean, I've loved Travis Scott since he started. I've I've been I was there in 2014. I was there when the, the S and Travis was still a dollar sign. So like that's how long I've been, um, you know, sort of a fan of his. I've loved all his albums. I will say though, his earlier stuff like Rodeo, and even a little bit of Astro World. Each song had like rodeo especially like a very distinct each one has a distinct i mean it, it all sounds the same but it, it, there's like different feels to each one right. you know um there's one called uh piss on your grave with kanye west which is just like a straight up rock song yeah and then there's um one with the weekend which is much more like a weekend sounding one and then the one with justin bieber sounds great and then there's like a, a one that sounds really good that has a juicy j on it. it sounds like a very like a juicy j song so you know each song sounds like a little different where as here i think that they all sort of just mush together but i do i think that'll probably change my mind as i listen to it more and i'll be like well that one sounds different from that one and maybe it's a little bit um it's so a little bit different all right one thing i will give this album and and you will probably notice as you listen to it more uh at least off the top of my head is that uh and i could come back onto this and be like i was wrong 
Um, but like, it does feel like, it feels like Jesus, right? We said that already. It feels like it is your, hmm, your main text, right? Your, your like thesis, your title is Jesus. But the thing I will say is that it's like somehow he managed to put like a subtext of each artist that's featured on the song. Like, the song that has Beyonce, you can kind of feel a little bit of like her most recent album, uh, mm-hmm. Renaissance. Like you, you can feel yeah. a little bit of that in there. The West Side Gun song, you can feel a little bit of that kind of like Griselda a little bit. You know what I mean? It's still ultimately yeah. Jesus, Travis Scott, but he does bring that in somehow, and that's uh, it, it's it gives you just enough for it to not all. My problem with future albums, where I'm like, they all just fucking. Like, every song just feels like the last song, and I just remember different parts of it. Um, yeah. Same thing with J. Cole albums, kind of, right? Like, like right, the, yes, the bad yes. J. Cole albums, they all just kind of like, like, together. So, because the, the, there's so many different features, and each filter feature has some DNA of the person on it, or each song has some DNA of the person featured, I think it gives it just a little bit that you, feel, you notice um, the differences, so... Yeah, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really happy with this album. Uh, I'd have to sleep on this more before I gave it like a rating. Um, but yeah, same. I mean, I think you and I have talked about it before. I mean, at least for me, you know, it's like I can't just be like, well, well, for movies, I know what to look for. I know what to pick up. I know where to, I know what likes it. I know what clicks. What doesn't click. I, you know, I've sort of gotten better at that. But for music, it's still very much like uh, listen to it a couple of times, maybe come back to it in a week, let it go on shuffle, right. pick it up, you know, here there, and listen to it in the car and be like, oh, well, that sounds pretty good, right? It's very much like a, I won't be like, wow, that's one of my favorite albums of all time until like a year, a year and a half later. Yeah. The the one thing I will say, uh, so um, some songs that stuck out to me, at least. Uh, the very mm-hmm. first song, uh, Hyena, is, yeah. uh, sticks out. Um, Siren stuck out to me, and I'm not 100% sure why. Uh, yeah. Del Resto, which is the one with Beyonce, and then... I like Modern Jam. Modern Jam's pretty good, uh, but K-pop to me, which is the one with Bad Bunny in the weekend, that one kind of sticks yeah. out to me. Also, weird choice. Call call your song K-pop and have Bad Bunny. It's, it's kind of like um, <laughs> who used to do that? Their song would be like it was like somebody who used to do that. They named their title or something, and you're like, what the fuck does this have to do with that? This isn't God. Who was it? It was somebody. It was like I don't I don't think I listened to them. It'd be like like their song would be named like chicken bowl of soup or something it'd be like what 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 do you what is this I, god damn it, it's gonna be i don't i'll think about that. all right yeah so i yeah never mind the, the answer i had was probably not right um the the thing that popped into my head was lupe fiasco with like tetsuo and youth and i'm like okay whatever that means <laughs> <laughs> whatever that fucking means uh, i like the end of uh sirens where that girl's like, I thought we were going to Utopia. Uh, and Drake's like, my hotel room. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is just a hotel room. He's like, uh, it, it looks perfect to me. <laughs> okay, Travis Scott. Uh, yeah, uh, that that shit made me laugh out loud. Um, yeah, but uh, but nothing, uh, nothing made me laugh out loud more than that video. Of that cop going down that slide, bro. <laughs> uh, bro, I cried laughing at that shit. I mean, I, over the last day, I have to have watched that video eighty times. There was one that was like they they did it backwards. Yeah, with the vacuum like, sound. Tenant. Oh, with the tenant. Okay. They, they say the tenant, and they put the tenant music. Uh, 
and he's like, because that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> that's amazing. And, and they they did it, and they put like uh, um they put the I don't think I sent you the most recent one, but they put like the well. I don't want to spoil it, but I'll send it to you after because it's really. Good. I saw but, um, I saw one that was uh, uh, Phil Collins in the air, and it's like oh that's the okay, one it's that, like but it's just the fucking in. all the shit banging around in the slide like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like it's like super long yeah. because he waits, and then at the end, it's like uh, the. <laughs> uh, bro, I don't. I, so someone pointed out, or God, that's fucking amazing. Um, I saw a thing, and it was like some councilwoman of the same area, like did it when it was first unveiled forever ago, and the same thing happened to her. I'm like, what goes on with this slide? Like, and it's like apparently there's a bunch of, like kids. For whatever reason, the way it's designed, kids go down it, everything's fine. Adults go down it, they all flip over and come out 88 miles like they're trying to fucking go back to the future, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Bro, he came out so hot. Uh, like, he just came out flying. He ends probably 15 feet from the slide, I feel like. like he hits the ground and continues to go for a hot minute. Like, he's trying to take a mid-range jumper from where he lands. That's um, so funny. God, that's, like, I was crying so much. Oh, God. Um, I saw someone said that if, if that slide was black, he would have tried to shoot it. I was like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> did you see the... All right, sorry, I'm getting super off topic. Did you, did you see the thing where uh, they're at a baseball game, and there's, like, a cop in, like, the bullpen, and, like... Oh, uh, yes, And he, yes, like, yes, reaches the for the gun, like, after the ball yeah, almost like, hits him. Back and he's like, oh. Jesus Christ, bro. It's like a foul ball, or like it goes over. Yeah, it goes over the bullpen. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh. oh, okay. Um, all right. So, uh, so there's that. All right. So uh, before we leave, let's get back to a point you made earlier, uh, which is that you mm-hmm. wanted to talk about some of the larger uh, thoughts in regards to these two movies, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, both being out at this time. Yes. Yeah. So. <sighs> So I always knew that they both were going to be big, right? Because they were both, they had like general buzz each on their own. People were like, ooh, Greta Gerwig doing Barbie, cool. Ooh, new Nolan movie. You know, most people didn't get to see Tenet in theaters. And he still has a bunch of goodwill. And I think you and I have talked about before about him, uh, Jordan Peele, and Tarantino are probably the only directors who can open a movie just on their names. Right. Um, And so they're both going to be big. But the level of money that they're doing is insane. So... Barbie t- uh, yesterday, so t- t- the day of this recording, yesterday was Tuesday and Monday. It made $15 million, um each day. And it's, I think they said, like the 10th consecutive day that it's made more than $15 million. And the reason that's noteworthy is because it's the biggest second Tuesday ever. So there are movies that have made more on their second Tuesdays, but that's because they've had like Fourth of July lands that Tuesday or Christmas, or it's New Year's. It's like, um, it, there's like uh, holidays. Like the, the, the time between like three or four days before Christmas and like a day after the New Year's, that's like the, the, the most fertile time. Like all movies, if, that's, how, that's how both Avatar movies became so gigantic. Because mm-hmm. every day there's like 30 million people going to see it. So this is the biggest Tuesday ever, like for a normal movie. So it's, it's, in fucking same. So Barbie, I saw it had the like tri- they. Sorry, I saw they both had like no. historically low second week drops. If that makes sense, yes. like, like they, yes. they did not mm-hmm. lose legs over the second week. 
Right, right. So a movie that opens usually over 100, 130 mil, 150, you know, mil. Um, since I've been, I've been, you know, keeping, I keep an eye on box office stuff for like, since I was a teenager, right? So, you know, usually I've seen the, you know, movies open 150 mil a thousand times since then. But they always drop about fifty to sixty percent, right. just because the, the all of the demand is you know satisfied in the first. Yeah, weekend. If you want to see a fucking Nolan opened. movie, you're gonna go see it the first weekend, and then you're done. You saw it. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And same thing. Yeah, same thing with Nolan movies. So, like for example, like um, um, the Last Jedi opened to two twenty million right before Christmas, and then its second weekend was sixty seven million, just because that's just how it you know movies drop yeah. fifty to sixty percent. And then it sort of calms down a little bit after that, you know, 30, 30, 30. But both of them dropped like 42%, which is fucking nuts. And so right now, the reason I wanted to mention it is because, A, the numbers are going to be insane. So, like, no, this will be one of, this will be probably Nolan's biggest hit other than the Batman movies, which is kind of crazy. It's a three-hour drama about, you know, no action scenes. Right. And then Barbie, if it continues to fall at the pace that it's falling, will be a top. 10 highest grossing movie of all time Oof. and potentially the fifth highest top five. It could surpass Top Gun Maverick and it'll be up there with like Star Wars, The Force Awakens, um, Endgame, Avatar, Infinity War, and then it'll be this one. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of shit crazy. we always talk about with Titanic where I'm like, I can't believe Titanic. Yeah. Like it's just a random movie. Uh, but at least Titanic. I was gonna say that. I was like, I was like, I can't remember the last time one of these. Because if you look at, if you were to look at the top twenty list, they're all either sequels or or they're action movies, right? And or they're four quadrant action movies. And Barbie, yes, it has something for everybody, but it's not quite as four quadranty. Uh, it's like Titanic, right? But at least Titanic has action scenes, right? The the final, the second half is just one big gigantic action scene, like survival actions, uh, adventure set piece. Um, like probably the greatest one ever made, honestly. So there's hooks for everybody. And this is one which just like, if you look at it, it's just a drama based on a TV show or on a, on a longstanding IP. Like there isn't any kind of like major hook to it. It's just really well made. It's got buzz. It's got a great story and like great actors in it, right? Like it doesn't, but it's not like, it's like, oh, Barbie, but it's, you know, like, I don't know, like a gigantic action sequences or something, you know? Right. Um, so I just think it's noteworthy because it's, it's not just that these movies make a lot of money because you know, Avatar made a lot of money. Um, no Way Home made. Oh, No Way Home. That was I was like, what was number? Th- that's number three all the time. It's No Way Home. No Way Home made a bunch of money. So, it, and all of those were also released during Christmas time. So The Force Awakens Christmas, Avatar was Christmas, No Way Home was Christmas, Avatar Two was Christmas. So this is like going to be pretty much like the biggest summer blockbuster ever <laughs> that's wild probably which is nuts it's fucking insane um but uh, yeah i just want to mention that because it, it it's not just that they're making a lot of money and like movies have made money before right it's the kind of movies that they both of these are which is not like it, it just goes against everything that sort of has happened the last 20 years as we've moved toward yeah, more like mcu comic right it's shit. flying in the face of what we would call now like uh modern knowledge or modern thinking uh, as far as like right. what what to do what movies to put out when to put them out and what will do well yes exactly exactly because general convention goes you make a barbie movie it makes 110 million dollars total opens at 30 makes 110 million but then on a budget of like 40 million but then you parlay that into 
the blockbuster and into the Avengers one. Right. But this is just skip that, right? So I'm looking at I don't want I want domestic. So I know well I know Barbie's based on like an IP, right? Right. So so here's the top ten list. It's uh, the Force Awakens okay. sequel, yep. Endgame sequel, No Way Home sequel, Avatar. It's the first original one, Avatar, Top Gun Maverick sequel, Black Panther sequel, The Way of Water sequel, Infinity War sequel, Titanic. So he's gonna original Titanic, and then Jurassic World sequel. So two things: one, a lot of sequels, eight out of the ten. But then also, both of those are James Cameron movies. That's all he does. It's all the man does. This man doesn't miss. This motherfucker doesn't miss. And then after that, the next original movie is that isn't based on anything. Is oh my goodness, yeah, ET, ET at twenty eight. Uh, yeah. Super Mario Bros. at 14, but it's like, yeah, it's based on the you know, video games. Yeah. So kinda. But yeah, E.T. at 28. God, Super Mario Bros. 14? My God. Yeah, dude. It made a fucking shit ton of money. Yeah. All right. Um, well, yeah. Did you? Uh, and also, uh, football season's coming soon. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I wanted to yeah, wrap up the show real quick. Um, you know, everybody puts training clips online. Like, wow, look at this laser. And it's like. One guy cook like a running back cooking a linebacker on a like a juke. I saw one. Like, oh. I saw one. It was a uh, Deuce Vaughn on our team hits a dude with like a mean ass spin move, and I was like, Oh, oh yes, um, <laughs> exactly. It's like that. It's like wow, incredible, incredible. Everybody's gonna be great, and it's like well, we like, had fifty two Pro Bowlers on our team. <laughs> exactly. It's like damn, dude. I saw that guy cook somebody. He put it right. He mossed that guy at practice, and it's like okay, like. We just need to get football back. Not every team's gonna be great. Like, and the thing is that they're not gonna show. Like, nobody's gonna be like, "Wow, wolf, look at this team." <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna be like, "Wow, look at our DB get burnt." Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this motherfucker's getting cooked. Look at this highlight reel of all of our quarterbacks' interceptions. Like, okay. <laughs> get ready to learn Chinese, yeah. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the thing where they were like, "We're that for uh, soccer." Oh yeah, motherfuckers like get ready to learn English, buddy. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. Uh... All right, uh, uh, sorry. The, the political stakes at play here, but did you hear about the Mbappe offer? Oh yes, for like seven hundred and seventy-six million. That's insane. That'd be tough to I mean, turn I down. <laughs> that... I mean, I know it's like, do I sell my soul? It's just one. Yeah, year. It's just one year, and then I... here's the thing too. It also for Mbappe is a better career move because his whole thing is he wants to play with Real Madrid. If Saudi Arabia does this, they buy out his current contract, and then it's easier for him to go to Real Madrid after one year. Right? Like it's it's like it's just straight up better for him. <laughs> exactly. It's like, dude, just. Just, just sell your soul. <laughs> just, just do it. Um, yeah. Well, that's what somebody... There was an interesting thread about that. They were like, well, you know, what's going to happen? So, like, we joke about it, right? Oh, you got to go. But, like, what happens when they decide to make a basketball league? Right? The, so, like, what happens when somebody breaks the bank open for Anthony Edwards and goes, hey, Anthony, you know, two years, $200 million. Come on. Yeah. You know? Man, right, maybe so not the, like the face of the guys, but the, that's what somebody said. They're like, maybe not like the top league, like not, not like Devin Booker or Luca, but those mid tier guys. Like, I got like Cam Johnson on the Nets. Like, if you're like, hey, Cam Johnson, can I make fifty million a year? Like, why wouldn't? He? Yeah, so that's the weird thing, right? It's like, why wouldn't they? 
But then also, why would you if you're Saudi Arabia? You know what I mean? Like, and and that's what, that's right. one of the things I'm not really sure what we're trying to do here. Like, I know there's the whole concept of sports watching, like you, blah blah blah. But it's like one, I don't think anybody. I saw, I heard uh, John Skipper, who used to be the CEO of ESPN, I think, president yeah. of mm-hmm. uh, ESPN. Um, he yeah. was talking about it, and he was like, the the weird thing is that like I don't think it's working the way people talk about it because like, it's not like, it's not like people, this is happening. And then people are like, you know, maybe Saudi Arabia is not so bad. Like it's, it's not like people are like, you know, maybe who cares if they kill journalists? It's just like, yeah, it's a lot of money. And it's like, but that's it. Like, I don't know what you're trying to achieve. And so even more so to that degree, like, what are you trying to achieve when you get Cam Johnson? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like right? Okay. Like, are people gonna yeah. tune into your league? Like, oh my god! Exactly. He's like, what? Are you, they, they got that. I, oh my god, god Harrison Barnes. Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly, because you're right. I mean, like nobody, like nobody went and saw the live tour and were like, wow, they're actually good guys. It's like, no, like, well, the thing they, is, they did get good guys. They did get like Dustin Johnson and those dudes. But then it's like, no, but I'm saying, uh, sorry, they, um, they're good guys. Sorry, like, the, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, good sorry, guys sorry, they yeah, got yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, like the live. Wow, these people are great. Like, there's so um, uh, fucking God. I can't come up with the word. Ah, I lost. There it. was a uh, there was a guy on Twitter, a PFT commenter. He he said on his podcast, he was like, you know, if they buy, he's like, you know, if they buy the LPGA, the ladies golf, they're gonna they're gonna ban all the drivers. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Oh god! I was just like Jesus Christ, <laughs> but I don't. I, I mean, I would sell my soul for that amount because I do not even have a a a, a, a one 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 hundred thousandth of whatever right. amount of that money. The, so the, but, so here's a, here's where it's like okay, never mind. Like I the there is a point. So like um with live like the amount of money they make, I'm like that that is a lot more. But like you know they're already they have a ton of money. The Mbappe thing was the one where I was like, he has a lot of money already, but that's so much fucking money. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's, that's almost like a billion dollars yes. for one year. That's the other for thing. The live guys doing the thing that you love. Yeah, the live like, guys left, and it was like, like it's not that much money. There's some moral problems there, ethical problems there, and then on top of that, there's a chance you may not get to come back to the PGA. Now, I know that whole thing kind of fell apart, but it was like, yeah, I exactly, don't know yeah. about all that, but if it's like, nah, just play soccer one year, then you get to go back to one regular year. soccer, and you have that you love. have three quarters of a billion, or three quarters of a billion more than you had before, it's like, fuck it, bro, I think that would be me. <laughs> yeah, like, all things like, equal, I had the same amount of Mbappe money right now, I'd be like, that's a fucking lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it's like not even like they're like, hey, bro, you know, you know, each goal you score is twenty mil. I mean, that's still a lot. I would, it's it's just like straight up, like you could literally just like play like ass, play at fifty percent, just kind of jog, you know, shim, you know, do a little bit of a dance. I mean, you got to do enough that they won't kill you because I feel like that's on the table. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that, um, the fucking the thing at the end of Die Hard where uh, Hans Gruber, you know, he's like, you know, if you steal two hundred dollars, you know. You can get away, but if you steal two hundred million, they will find you. So. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. But anyways, that that's just it's such a wild amount of money. But anyways, NFL's coming. Uh, super coming back. super hype. Uh, I listened to a podcast with Mina Kimes and some other guy I didn't know. 
Uh, and they both said that the Cowboys were a top two defense with San Francisco, and I'm like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> I'm so ready. Uh, and just, every time I'm like, ah, boy. Because the thing is, we I do always feel like we can make the Super Bowl, and we never do. That's like... Uh, like it's like uh, what is it? What does Bomani Jones call it? That the narcotic? Yeah, I'm back on the narcotic. Yeah, I'm like always on the narcotic. But the problem is, is that really every year I feel like we could. Like the thing is, our team is never like the Commanders, right? Like that's that's the problem. Right. Yes, we're yeah. never like fuck. This team's the, a the, garbage the, roster. <laughs> like we can go into every year. year and we're like, I think we could do it. <laughs> The one year we were bad was the year that Tony Romo got hurt early in the season, 2015, the one that led to the Zeke year. Yeah. We were 4-12, and 12, but, but, that year we drafted Byron Jones, Randy Gregory, um, we got a couple of other guys, but they also lost 4-12, and 12, I mean, I'm trying to find the record, um, here are the, the, the point totals that they lost it by. So they won the first two, and then they lost. They they lost. Uh, what is that? Two sixteen four uh, two out of or four twelve out of the last fourteen. So um, lost by nine, no eleven, six in overtime. Oh, blowout loss. Okay, seven, one, six in overtime. Four. Uh, what is that? Nineteen. Okay, that's pretty bad. Okay, that's a lot. Okay, uh, three, ten, and eleven. So there's like. Two in overtime, so like even the shitty day, the shitty years, the four and twelves, they could have easily gone eight and eight, right? They just needed a couple of things to break their way. Yeah, right. So, like you said, we're never the commanders. We're never the motherfuckers that you know, um, just you know, shit the bed. Right. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. It never looks like it. We have no chance. But that's why it's that narcotic. <laughs> that's that's why we call it that. Uh, yes. This is the year, guys. All right. Cowboys in the Super no, Bowl. Um, we're going. We're going. This is the year. I'm ready. I mean, I I am. And it, it's very much like, it's also like the Carolina uh, UNC basketball, where like both season ended and I muted the accounts. I was like, I do not want to fucking hear from these assholes. <laughs> and then, you know, a month or two later, you're like, you know what? I miss you, baby. Let me, let me meet you. Let me see what's up. What are you doing? <laughs> You know, and then now I'm like looking at the stories, and like I said, you know, you look at the, you look at Dak, and he throws a perfect you know, pass in the corner of the end zone to like one guy defended by one cornerback. You're like, oh, you wish to fucking back, man. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I'm ready. Um, God, football's a whole different monster. Uh, like, like nothing is hype like football season. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm excited, but yeah, but we, yeah, we, we, I do want to do a preview. I, I don't, I think it's still a little early. That's the crazy yeah. thing. We're still like a month and some change away. So I think we can do it maybe not next episode, but the one after. So it comes out right when the season starts. But, um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, I, it's just like the training camp videos. That's what I wanted to touch on. It's just the fact that people look at training camp videos and everybody's team looks amazing and everybody's other, you know, wow, did you see Jalen Hurts? You fucking whiffed. You threw a pick in practice. Woo-wee, what a loser. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. This guy stinks, right, exactly, yeah. So, but. But, yeah, so definitely, uh, definitely ready. Um, but uh, that's the episode for, for this week. If you want to catch me, you can catch me at Team Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Later. Peace. <laughs>